You've been listening to the podcast, the new author, Uncle Michon, I'm Nacho Black from Louisville, Kentucky. This conversation, the family, you're my family. Welcome back. This is another broadcast of conversation.family. This is your local Uncle Michon from Louisville, Kentucky. I'm here with my dad, Dad Daniels. I've come to the understanding and I accept the fact that our family, as people who are descendants from slaves in this country, was an intentional thing to separate us and divide our family. I thought, called my dad and I called him and said, hey, dad, I don't, I think we, I don't know it, no other father's son that's on a broadcast and working together. Why is it that the conversation or the relationship of father and sons when it comes to us who are descendants of American slaves, the attack on the, those who identify themselves as blacks and African-Americans? My dad worked pretty hard. They spent a lot of time at home. Is he, that right? What did granddad do? What kind of- he was more the go- away than, than home. But again, he had a lot of personal things going on within himself. And I think that's what happens with, with many. There's so much going on within themselves that it's very difficult to have the type of close relationships that one would expect uh, to have. In my book, I talk about the idea that I, I, I was I was navigating through three men that were in my life, where I called them my fathers, and then I actually specifically identified you as is the one that really came back and and identified yourself as someone that was going to take responsibility for your own actions and your own behaviors and everything. When I think about my mother, I guess trying to find a man or find someone to to be responsible in my book, I really talk about the early years and I talk about the three men that I identified as potential dads. And I think the, I talk about Clyde, me, Sean Floyd, my, I can swear, how can you say it? He donated the seed to me. Do you, did you ever meet Clyde? I really think, because we, we didn't dialogue that much, hello, how you doing type things, but as far as stay at rest and begin to focus right. on things that can be done to make the tomorrow more meaningful. And I would rather yeah. stick to that than trying to go back and try to regurgitate what the client might have been like and so forth. Yeah, you are. You definitely true in your nature wants to move forward in the idea of looking forward. And I do understand that, but I part of the healing process that I believe that I was able to achieve by writing my book, I had to make some, some serious observations. And for all of those who may be listening to the show, I truly believe it's important that men 
males becoming men. I think it's imperative that males who are trying to develop that, that understanding of who they are and what their purpose is, I believe it's important to get a clarification of your beginnings and who you are and where you came from. At least that's what I believe gave me, has given me the healing or the process. Because I think even my, my little brother is struggling with that himself. I, I, yeah, I, Charles Jr. How many Charles Juniors you have, Dad? Two. What Charles the third? Yeah. But right. you know, uh, I want people to understand you and I have a special relationship, and I call you dad, and I call you I mean, someone very important in my life. But it was something that we had to develop. I'm under the impression and believing that the we have men, fathers, husbands, just men that do not want to deal with their skeletons and everything and do not want to deal with the things that they, their past and everything. So they got sons and people that's looking at them. And sometimes if you don't get it, how do the children and the children, the generations coming be, how are they ever going to get it right? How are we going to help people get that spirit of forgiveness and understand that they're not willing to deal with their beginnings. I'll never forget mine. I've, I've done a lot of things in my time. And I was a uh, police sergeant and I was working in internal security. And I had written up uh, a fellow, a white fellow, for some transaction or something he was doing that he shouldn't have been doing. And went through a lot of negative type talking and as a result. And I walked away that day from law enforcement. Um, I'm not saddened that I did, but it was just my time to really go and get a better understanding of what it meant to be free and not live in this dualistic mindset. Because when you're growing between more human knowledge than spiritual knowledge. And I came to one awareness, and that's the fact that our minds are screwed up with a four-letter word, L-U-S-T, and the other was love, L-O-V-E. And all the documents and books and the media, they broadcast sex as love, and it was lust, but we grew believing that it was love. Now, the Creator said mm. that I gave you a spirit of love, power and a sound mind. He didn't say I gave you a spirit of lust and a weak mind. Lust is a part that we begin to enjoy as a result of getting together. But the fact still lies, it has nothing to do with love. And once you learn how to love the most important person to you, then you can begin to show that to someone else. And up until that point, I had a great woman than your mom, but she didn't have a great man. Right. The fact that if two people are going to become one, changes have to be made. There's no dominant individual involved. People are learning how to become one together, and you respect her, and she respects you in the process. I placed in you the essence of myself. 
was a statement I got from the Bible. And if that's the right. reality, that is within me. And if it is within me, then I got to start giving life to it because if it's just there and I'm not using it or feeling it, then it's just like it's not being me. So in other words, I had to learn how to love Charles Daniels before I can show anyone that the creative place in my existence. As I was listening to you, you made me think about I was chasing love, but I I got captured in lust. I was chasing love, okay, but I got captured in lust. And what I mean by that is that um, I wasn't accepted by, I was wanting the love of my, my, my fellow brothers and everything that looked like me and everything. And they let me know that I could not be accepted uh, part of their part of that group and everything unless I learned how to lust. <laughs> I had to learn how to speak the native tongue of using profanity. I had to practice uh, a lot of unnatural things to be accepted, to be a part of. And one of those things was learning how to have relationship, no, no commitment, multiple relationships with women. And everything. So, what I'm, what I'm saying in my book, I'm not your black America. I'm really speaking to the demographics of all of us that are born after 1960, the era after Martin Luther King. We can actually get to that part where we must learn how to unlearn, okay, what wasn't and hasn't been working and then relearn to become who we individually must become, not the group. No, we was chasing how to be black power as a group. We was chasing how to do all these, all, like we were still looking for a new Martin Luther King to identify. We want to be a part of it, but it really has come down to God has given us the individual authority and power over ourselves, and we must learn how to unlearn the teachings of the time you you follow okay i'm black and i'm proud those were the carryings of those times that's not the carrying right. of these times and now you still have to put that stand in, in yourself in regards to who am i in these times this is a quote i really like this quote here from james baldwin and uh, this is a quote that i think speaks to us culturally as men evolving. He says, we can disagree and still love each other unless your disagreement is rooted in my oppression and denial of my humanity and rights to exist. James Baldwin, my book, I'm Not Your Black America, is a spinoff of his book. He wrote, I'm Not Your Negro. I'm Not Your Negro. I'm Not Your Black America. And, and I and that, think... That's very true. And it's no different right. than how one feels today. I'm going to show you love, but I'm not going to take your crap. I'm going to show you respect, and I expect that in return. 
And if you have a problem with that, then the best thing you can do for me right now is to leave. We are there you go. one in regards to people feeling that we're on the same equal. Now, there are others out there who don't see that at all. They have to blend the men and all of that, but the closest factor might not be there. However, I'm not responsible for how another man feels. What comes from, a man's comes from a man's mouth. I can't stop him from saying what he's saying, but now I can allow my attitude to react to all what he's saying, or I can walk away from his ignorance. Yeah, tell that story. You got a story where you had a guy that, <laughs> I love that story you tell, you said with the nightstick. Nice he, he thought I was crazy, but law enforcement, it's not about pulling out the gun all the time. Right. Sometimes you just have to use your head and, and say something. So the fellow was angry, and I realized he was angry. And I had to arrest him, and he was still very vocal. And I said, look, it's apparent you want to get physical with me. I don't want to curse over the air, but there were some words said in there. And I said, well, I'm going to help you out. And I extended my nightstick out to him. And I placed my hand on my gun. And I said, okay, you want to beat my behind. And I'm going to give you the opportunity to do it. Take the stick. And he looked at me and smiled and said, man, you crazy. Sometimes you just have to do some things. Right. To make some things happen. It's not all having to be ugly and pulling out your gun and shooting somebody just because somebody's talking a bunch of crap. Yeah, what you did is exercise some authority as self-control. You extended him the right or the opportunity to make the choice, okay, of, of what he wanted to do. And that, that leads me into why I think it's so important that today... Uh, uh, demographics of us who identify ourselves, you still identify yourself through color. I think it's so important today, the 21st century, that you must learn how to make yourself an asset in America. You got to stop being concerned about the past. What happened to the past and how someone might have treated your father or your previous family or maybe how someone maybe treated someone else. You must be in control of your character and your, in a way that you handle and behave yourself. You must be in control of your character and your, in a way that you handle and behave yourself. And I use my example as working in the operating room. Multiple times as I had, already learned how to navigate within the operating room. And once I had that learned how to navigate in that dominant environment, I remember other people, demographics of people, or even some of us would come in that environment in the first thing that they wanted to do because of their own experiences of dealing with people or being in an environment that was, they were the minority and the dominant majority, they themselves carry their own inferiority of being in an environment. They allow themselves to behave. And the thing is, is that 
when you come in an environment and you succumb and you make yourself come across less than, then people will treat you in the manner that you allow yourself to come. It's the same thing what you were just saying. I allow people to treat me in a manner that I want to be treated. The fact still lasts right. whatever came out of your mouth. I'm going to let you have that. And I can walk away from, or I can get angry as a result of that. But the person that's going to suffer the most is going to be me. So the fact Especially lies, doing that. during that particular time, so you don't go to put yourself in no bind, because when it all boils down, you're going to be the one that's going to be the most. When the police came, it was going to be you. Now, it's not too much difference in that in today with the attitudes in regards to that. Sometimes, even with the police, just listen and, and let him say what he got to say. After all, I don't know him, he don't know me. He's protecting the law and for me to get an attitude, I'm going to give him what he wants. So the best thing I can do at that particular point is just maintain my cool and hopefully get released because I'm not going to say anything that's going to put me in jail. But if the situation came, then, hey, I'm just in jail. But I'm not going to let a mental state cause me to be placed in jail. So sometimes it's just right. best to hear what he got to say and be his, here's my license, right? And then go through all that negativity that we might go through. And once you're freed to go, you go. And that's over. So sometimes you just have to hear and don't hear. And as long as it's not physically involved, then hey, what can he say that's going to offend me? There's some reality. If he called me black, then I'm not going to get angry about that. The fact is, at last, we had to learn how to endorse ourselves in love. Then a lot of that silly stuff that's happening out there, we wouldn't take personal. And so as as we're coming to a close, I'm gonna I'm going to share the story. We was on Facebook talking. He said some very strong, offensive things my way, and so I said what I said back to the individual, and the person couldn't handle this person. All of a sudden, became so angry at the trash that I spoke to them that they literally said to me that. I'm out of town right now, but I'm coming into town in a couple of days, and I'm going to call you up, and I, and I, I want to see if you're going to say what you're going to say to me. He literally wanted to fight. And I said to him, I said, listen up, dude. Let me explain something to I'm a married man. I got a wife and kids. And I got something to live for, bro. I mean, it ain't that serious. <laughs> You know, slow your roll, Holmes Lice, okay? I, I just slow your roll, dude. It ain't that serious. I got something to live for, okay? You know, tone your feelings down. Get out of your feelings and everything. And understand, we just having conversations and everything, but we don't have to take it to the sense that we're going to actually try to act like we're going to try to exterminate one another over some words and everything. <laughs> And the person, he said, no. I said, no, no, no. I, he said, you can come all day long. I'm not going to meet you. I ain't going to come see you, okay? I said, because first of all, I'm already seeing you 
can't handle a conversation and you getting yourself all that. But I'm not going to. I have nothing to prove, dude. <laughs> I ain't got nothing to prove other than I supposed to try to get home and take care of my family and everything. And the fight, the person finally, he, the, the actual couple of days, he called me back and he realized I was right. I said, dude, we don't have to, these are times that we don't, we don't have to allow things. To give him something back is probably what they expected anyway. But the fact still lies, why am I going to give ugly too ugly? If anything, I'm going to say something very quick and simple. I say, hey, man, hey, that's your opinion. So how you feel that way, turn around and walk away and leave what? it. And the tone that goes along with it could give a bad interpretation to the person that's listening. So the fact still lies, being that you know that you got that type of dominance in you, sometimes it's not good to advise someone with that Michonne type sound and just say okay especially if they're coming off and seeing or you're feeling that they're getting some type of negative feels from it because that creates a weakness on his side and you're showing a strength on yours so you don't have to feed that just leave it alone and just say hey that's on you because that that's the way he thinks and that's the way that he feels hey i can't change that ain't no sense me getting no conversation about all that I, I, with that being said, that's Daddy Daniels giving me some counseling here on maybe my tone every now and then. But I, I will just leave it as this here is that that's why he's my dad. OK. And that's why I labeled him as being wise. So with this being said, say something to everybody, Dad. I would suggest you stand in front of a mirror and give some praise to the individual that you see. And let that individual know how much you appreciate them and how much you love them and how great they are. Now you're talking to yourself and you need to build you up and not expect it to come from anyone else. And if you get it from someone else, then that's great. But if you don't, you're giving it to the most important person, yourself. Love you and tell yourself how much you love and appreciate and you just came and hung out with the conversation dot family because now you're family we thank you for participating in this show thank you dad daniels thank you pop for hanging out with me today man we like having these conversations because we're family and you're not part of the family take care take care you've been listening to the podcast the new author Uncle Michon, I'm Nacho Black from Louisville, Kentucky. This conversation, the family, you're my family.